to everything house music and more and today's guest we have the one and only the truth mike dunn what's up mike man what it is moschino <laughs> how you been brother man i've been well okay you know, good. hanging in there bro but well, that's good that's good you look good brother man, the studio look great man thank you, you, know. <laughs> you did. right so we're gonna jump right into it man so mike House music is a genre that has evolved since it started. Some say it's been watered down since its creation in Chicago. How do you define Chicago house music? The beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, uh, you know, you really ain't got to say too much. It's, it's, it's the home of it. It's where it started. Um, you know, it's... It's the truth. It's you know, it is what it is. It's it's house music all life long, right here in Chicago, baby. Okay, cool. So how were you first introduced to house to the house culture? And you know, the time before the records came out? Well, what we call house or we put in the genre of house was a record that was actually a garage record, which was Loose Joints, Is It All Over My Face. Okay. So I used to hear that record at my friend's house. His name was Todd. I stayed on Justine, and he was on the main street on Marquette. Right. So every time I would go over and get him so we could either go out and play or do whatever, go hang out on his porch or whatever, his brother would be playing the record. Okay. So, and every time I would come over to the house, I would hit his record, and it was just like, it was aggravating. <laughs> you know, you you, you 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 Michael Jackson and all that, and you right. hear somebody, so his name was John Campbell. Okay. So John used to, John and my other friend that stayed, that owned, his parents owned the building me and my grandma lived in, which was uh, Melvin, but his brother, Lynn, and John used to go to the original warehouse all the okay. time, 206. Right. So Frankie, at the time, I didn't know it was Frankie, but Frankie, John would get all these cassette tapes from Frank. Right. So he would be playing them in the house, either when he getting dressed or whatever. So it just seemed like every time I would come over there, that song would be playing. <laughs> and, you know, that was the first, you know, I would say pre-introduction okay. to what we were going to soon make into house music. Right, the you know. House, so right. my my first thing was before that because we were, you know, what I'm saying we were preppy before we was house, you know, which a lot of people don't remember. We were doing right. new ways, doing the preppy stuff, you right. know, the penny loafers, the the bucks. Uh, you the, going way back with that, you huh? know, the ride, <laughs> you know, the ride right. boots. We was doing all, you know, we <laughs> we was getting it in, baby. right. So, how did you get started as a DJ? Uh, 
at first I was a I was a dancer. So what? I would go to the I would go to the parties. We had this dance crew called Bostage. Okay. And we used to go to the rink. We used to go to the ring zone every Saturday to party. Right. So they would be skating and then after they start skating, after they stop skating, then they would start the dance party. Right. And the dance party was it was uh it was uh Leonard Roy and a couple other DJs there. Okay. So, you know, hearing Folly on the radio, that was, you know, Funk was, you know, the radio god and this right, right, you right. know, back then with the BMX. But I would always go to the ring zone. Okay. Cause that's where we would do our little thing guy. Right. We weren't really allowed down there. I'm not gonna say why we weren't allowed down there. <laughs> right. But we was from Inglewood. Okay, and okay. We, you know, you can't go. <laughs> right. You dig on that, right. Exactly. Well so we would go all we would always go down that way to party. And uh Leonard Roy was the DJ. Okay. And Leonard, I remember the battle him and Farley had. Right. I got a hold to the cassette tape, which him and Farley was battling. They were doing, you know, back in the day when he did the battles. Right. So Lenny had this mixtape that I just fell in love with. I would play every day, all day. And it was like, yo, Farley, Funk, and Keith ain't got shit on me. And Lenny lost that battle because they say he used a pre-edited record. Okay. But it was just so cold. Right. So Leonard, you know, me and Tyree, Tyree stayed on the, I was on Justine, Tyree was on Laughing. That's Tyree Cooper. I was Cooper. on 66, right. Tyree Cooper. Right. So Tyree was on 65th at the edge, almost to 66. And so we were like a block and a half away from living away from each other. So me and Ty, you know, Ty was, you know, he knew all the, the crews and all the right. all, all the DJs and stuff like that. So we Ty took me over to uh Otto Hines house, which was BTO. And okay. they were on sixty six and Bishop. Right. And uh down there you know, Otto brother had had all the it had all the records like right. everything. Okay, he he, he had everything. So right. everybody would go over there and make they mixtapes. Father, you go in there, you see Father in the basement, you see oh, London wow. in the basement, okay. you see like all the top DJs was always at their house. Right. So one day we went over there. Time we went over there, and Leonard was making. Edits. Okay. And he was making an edit of, uh, I'll never forget this, it's just impressionable. It's, right. He was making an edit of uh, Queso One More Round. Okay. And that was like my favorite like, record. <laughs> my second favorite record to Is It All Over My Face. Okay. Because I had heard it so much. Right. I, you know how you don't like something, you hear so much, you start liking it. And right, you don't right, know why. right, right, right. Exactly. That was it. 
But case hold that one more round. That doom, 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 right. Doom, 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 doom. And I used to just <laughs> lose my mind when I hear that. But Leonard was over there doing the edit of it. Okay. So I'm just watching, I'm watching, I'm watching, you know. And we were dibbling and dabbing. Tyree was DJing, mm-hmm. but I wasn't DJing. Right. And uh, so then... You know, I, I started getting into the DJ thing. Mm-hmm. So me and me and uh, me and Tyree started DJing together, and we was, and then Hugo, Hugh, Tyree knew Hugo, and he brought Hugo around. Hugo, Hugo H. Hutchison, right. Yeah, Hugo Hutchinson. Right. So it was always us three, and we would DJ or practice or DJ, and our friends. He had a basement, which was the Kershaws. Okay, and. But they cousin was Arnell. Okay. And we called him Pinot. <laughs> so we would go down there. Our equipment and stuff was set up there if it wasn't set up at Tyree House. Right. Now, sometimes it'd be set up at Tyree House, and then Tyree mom would make us get it up out of there, and we'd take <laughs> it over to, you know, we take it over to Pinot House and set it up. So right. that's how... I really started getting introduced to DJing because of, you know, hearing Folly on the radio, but actually seeing Leonard and right. being closer to, you know, Leonard. I was, you know, that's 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 who I looked up to. Those were my f- two favorite DJs, well, nice. Folly and Leonard. Oh, that's good. Well, he, he gonna appreciate that for all the shout out. You know that. So Man, that's good. you know, I always do that for Leonard. You know, he, he he gets crazy, but yeah, that's no, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and that's 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 the history, though, brother. Right. And I okay, cool. So now, when you was talking about moving back and forth, was that was what you was talking about before Artesian when you was over there? Or oh yeah, oh yeah, this was this way, way before, before Artesian. Okay. By by the time Artesian, I was I had. Making Dance regular All right, so hold on. Stop right there. We, we, all right, cool. So I went a little ahead of the game. Right. So, all right. So what was your first record, and how did it come about? Well, it was Dance You Mother. Okay. And the original name of the record was Dance You Motherfucker. But we couldn't roll it like that. So I ended up chopping it off and making it Dance You Mother. Mother. Right. So, and uh, because, you know... It was dance. It, it was going dance, you mother, mother, you mother. But in the background, right. it had another vocal part, which was going dance, motherfucker, dance, 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 right. motherfucker, okay. dance, 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 motherfucker, dance, 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 you motherfucker, right. dance, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm from Inglewood. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I made all the guys, you know. I'm, so, so what label was that on? This is funny. Farley was trying to jack me. (laughs) And Tyree stopped it. Okay. So Tyree was like, hold on, no, that's my brother. That's my brother, man. You can't, no, 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 no. So what happened was Tyree was at doing a mix at KKC, Kennedy King College. And Bam Bam heard it and called up to the station and asked, What's that record? Who that record? Who did that record? And uh, I want to get in touch with him. I want right. So Tyree came back to me like, man, Van Van want to 
got Van Van Westbrook Records, so I'm going to put the record out for real. Right. Right. So that's how that ended up going. We ended up, I ended up putting Bay. it out on Westbrook Records. Westbrook Records, okay. Now, do you remember having a contract with that? Or was there no contract at the time? It was something. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know. It was hey, it was something. I know because the 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 label was actually it was Westbrook. It was named after Van Van, correct? Which was Westbrook Records, but it was owned by two people, which was Sherman Burks. Okay, and Sherman was like the money, the backing. Okay, and Van Van was the talent. You right. know what I'm saying? So. It was owned by two people, Bam Bam and uh, Sherman, Sherman Burks, which was Housesarge. Right. Okay. Okay. Good, good, good. And, um, you know, I ask everybody this, and this is the ongoing story of, like, where do you think house music came from? The, the, the genre, the word that we created to this day, what, are you, what, in your opinion, how did it come about? It's debatable because everybody has so many stories and for some people it's this, for some people it's some, and, and when I say this, for some people it was uh, the warehouse with Frankie and then some people it was the place where Lenny used to play and had the sign in the window. And said we we play house. Well, music. that was the bitter end, right? Right. Okay. So, it, it you know it's 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 people can say, oh yeah, it's this, it's the warehouse, or it's this and that. But at the at the where it's conflicting because at the warehouse, house music wasn't done yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? Correct. That was just. If you from Chicago, you know we chop off everything. Right. So we don't say the where, you know what I'm saying? If it's the warehouse, the warehouse, but everything else got chopped off. The box. Right. The this, the that, the that. Right. The music box. Right, right, right. The, so we chop off all the names. So, and when it was like the warehouse, it was like house. Music that was played at the warehouse. It right. was, it wasn't actually house, what we call house music now. Right. It was what they were categorizing Frankie as, you know, that sound. Okay. Which was, you know, which was more the disco and more of the. The classics and the more of uh, it, it wasn't a house record, Jeff. If you're gonna say Jesse, or you're gonna say Jamie, or you're gonna say Chip E, right? Those came about at the power plant, okay? You know what I'm saying, right? And the music box, right? So, no, I understand. You know so, so we, we had this conversation before, you know, Wayne keeps saying he said Jack first, which I, I, I give him credit for. But if we're going to go that way, Jesse's on and on record didn't have any words in there. Didn't say nothing about house. Chip E's record at house says it's house. Bingo. Okay. So. Bingo for me. Oh, bingo for that's, me. Man, that's what I've, I've, I've always said that. Okay. I've always said, and I've told Chip that, and I've told Jesse that. Right. And I've told Wayne that. Right. To me, the first house record 
was his house. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To me. Correct. On and On was a record that Jesse used to play at the playground. Right. And it was a bootleg of edits, which was Funky Town. And then they put other stuff, the 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 lips ink, the two two. And that was on Big Apple Records. Right. But it was blacked out. Right. And I bought that record. Just just a little history. <laughs> the record that you all ended up buying at, you know, imports and wherever that had lost records and it was it was that version of, you know, saying on and on right. that was pressed for my record. Mm. Tyree took that record down to Larry Sherman right. and they pressed it off my off my record. I bought that record from going back to when Otto and Jazz and them Sole Sole collection. Okay. I bought the on and on record for him for fifty dollars back then. Wow. That was a lot of That's money. A lot of money back then. You, yeah. know, you, know, you know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I, I bought that record and. Tyree took it down to Larry and they pressed it off of that record. So that's a spinoff record of the on and on record. When me and Tyree, when I went to the record store, the imports, et cetera, and got that record and got home and thought it was the one that thought it was the one. Right. And we put it on, me and Tyree's looking at each other like, <laughs> that's how the tracks on the other side became Being famous. more popular, right. Because when nobody playing, you know what I'm saying, I mean, probably people, we, when I say nobody, we weren't playing. Right. We flipped it over and was playing the tracks, the right. 1A, the 2A, Three. me and Hugo yep. and all us. We, right. we, I mean, it's just... Yeah, no, I got you right now. Like you said, your is. perspective, brother. We, hey, this is what we here for, man. Hey, so, man, you you've been doing this quite a while, brother. Yes, sir. And so, which Chicago house label do you have the biggest ties with? We, we still got record labels. <laughs> well, let's just go back. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, you've been Mike. You 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 started doing the '80s, man, and Still, right. decades later, man, your your name is still stamped in where people know Mike Dunn. Right. So your ties right now. So instead of just saying that, okay, what ties with the record label you have right now? Um, right, the classic labels. Yeah. Well, you know, you have to, for me, you know what I'm saying, Clubhouse, you know, where Hula right. and Fingers had it and because me and Armando used to do a Remixes and stuff yep. for Hula now. You would say Clubhouse, you know. I gotta say, DJ International Underground Records, yeah. and they, you know that's part of my history. Correct. So it's ties with Rocky and Benji, R.I.P. Bench, right. and you know what I'm saying. And then we got, you know, I gotta say Westworld. Yeah. Because that was sixty third right and yeah. Artesian, absolutely, baby. absolutely, absolutely. So, what year do you feel like you broke through internationally? Oh, we broke through, and we didn't know we broke through until Tyria <laughs> went over there performing. <laughs> right, 
Tyree came back like, bro, we popping in London. Like, I, man, I stuffed something like crazy, man. We did this and that and this and that and this and that and woo-woo. So that's when all the rah-rah came because we didn't know right. until they went over there. We just thought our records, you know, imports or this place or Loop Records or, right. you know what I'm saying, JR Music Shop, yep. you know what I'm saying? So we thought, we thought that was it. You know, we right. naive. We don't know nothing about, you know, London and France and Germany and things like that. We, right. we, we would, but when Tyree and them went over there to do Top of the Pops. Right. That's when we found out when Ty came back. That's when we found out that it was happening. It was some money being made somewhere. <laughs> right, right, right. We weren't getting properly <laughs> chopped off. So, th- and that's why we're talking about this so people don't understand what happened. Because no, everybody said, "Well, then you know, then you know." No, we didn't know. Right. You know, so you know that's why we we doing things like this. Right. So you gotta choose one. Who best embody house music from a Chicago perspective? Lil Lewis, Ron Hardy, Farley, Steve Hurley, Frankie Knuckles. And not you can't include yourself, it's just the people I just spoke of. And when you say embody, what do you mean? As a DJ, as a producer, as um, a let's 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 as, go with DJ, embody the whole essence of house music at that time. <sighs> you gonna you gonna you <laughs> People already already getting their feelings with me, man. Hey, man, it's okay, but it's the truth. You the truth, right? So it's the truth, man. I'm just saying, man, I don't want to have to be truthful right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so you saying that you asking, but you putting... To you, in in your perspective, at at that time. Say, take you out the picture, because your history goes... It varies, brother. So I'm just saying, at that time when you was coming up, who embodied that that the house sound and that house culture as a DJ? Let's go with DJ. You go, you go. Ha- you you know, <laughs> I love Frank, but you gonna have to say Hardy. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because the kids, that's where we. That's where we, you know what I'm saying? That's where the kids were. That's where Frankie was like a little, even though he wasn't that way, we just felt like he was that way. Right. Unapproachable, untouchable. He was Frankie Knuckles. He was, the, you know what I'm saying? He was the God. But Ron, I remember me and Armando, we always go down there and get Ron We'll take them to the imports, or we'll go take them over to the, you know, over to the, to the Ickies, or right. we had to go get something. <laughs> but he was the person that we could go and take our stuff to, and he would be playing, playing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if we were making house music, you know, Frankie had Jamie. Right. And Frankie wasn't playing like a lot of 
a lot of our stuff. You right, know what I'm right, saying? right, right. Ron, Ron was playing a lot of our okay. stuff. Ron was giving us the shot and playing, playing the stuff in, in, you know what I'm saying, at the box. So you, you, you no, know. I got you. No, no, I understand what you're saying. So uh, my next question was, whose style do you feel you are closest to? So it, since you're saying Ron, it, it got to be Ron Hardy then, right? I think Frankie, but everyone says Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, it's Frank. Right. But to everybody, it's like uh, Hardy. So they say Terry plays more like Frank, and I play more like Ron. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but that's as far as energy-wise. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Terry's more soulful and charismatic about it. I'm right. I'm more aggressive and I'm trying to beat your head in. Right. No, that's good. No, no, I, I love that answer, man. Uh, so at one point, you took a break from house to focus on hip-hop. Yeah. And you have been gifted to be able to do both. Why do you think black mainstream didn't take house like they did to hip hop? Because it 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 was it had that stigma of being gay. Okay. And the younger kids didn't want to be associated with that. Right. So they they, they didn't understand it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's first of all. And you know, still today, you got, in Chicago, you can't you can't do a hip-hop party without playing at least 30 minutes a half. That's true. Especially you know in Chicago, right. <clears throat> right, because they're going to want to hear something. Either, either you got to juke them out, right. or you got to... Brighter days, <laughs> right? Hey, hey, right? Percolator, uh, percolator. Yeah. You got, you know, what I'm saying, you got to do some of that. Uh, trumpeter, right? Uh, you know, what I'm saying, there's a few records that come along that cut through for them, right? That they like, right? They deal with 30 minutes of it, but after that, they come into the booth talking about, uh, is, is this all you're going to be playing on there? Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Yeah, the next DJ coming <laughs> on. He's he going to play what y'all want. Right. I, I'm just here to do this. So, so like, going back throughout the times, man, you've been associated to a lot of clubs out here in Chicago. Uh-huh. What was one of the favorite clubs you love to spend at? The warehouse. Okay. That's the new warehouse. The warehouse on Randolph. That's, That's the what new I warehouse. Say. We said the new not warehouse. Not the two not the right. two oh six. Right. The warehouse on Randolph and of course where it kinda all begun for me, which was the courtyard, which mm-hmm. was St. Stephen's. And that was in the neighborhood. Because what it was was the kids that couldn't wasn't old enough to go to the box or go to the plant. Or things like that, I would bring it to the neighborhood. Me and rest in peace, my, you know what I'm saying, my G, King George, and we would do a party at St. Stephen's, mm-hmm. which was the you know the hall across from the from the St. Stephen's, and we called it the courtyard. Right. Hugo was down on 55th at the visitation, so we kind of had it. You know what I'm saying? We was doing what we was doing in the neighborhood for the neighborhood. Right. Right, right, right. So it seems like over your career, man, you've been 
sort of a lone wolf, not really down with any specific team. Now you are tied with two of the largest entities, the chosen few DJs, and defected. How do you feel like these connections and resources are changing the game for you different than before? Fire, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Fire, baby. Right. They all stem from what we call holes in the wall, which was my baby, which was Reynolds, Tuesday nights. So Wayne would always come and do a guest spot and things like that, and Big Bro would always, you know, like, man, you got it packed in here. Bro. You got right. it packed in here. You got it you got it super packed. It's crazy in here. Right. So when Reynolds was on fire, it was on fire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't hardly get up in the place. Right. So that's, that's what got me to the chosen few. Even though all of them was my bros. Right. I've been knowing all of them for for a long time. It's for years and years and years. Right. I wasn't you know, thought of being chosen few DJ wasn't right on my mind until it started being said a little bit. Then right. I started thinking about it. Oh man, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't like on them, like, man, won't y'all put me in chosen few? Right, right. That's what, that's not how it came about. Right. So, who approached you at first of being part of the chosen few? Wayne. Okay. Wayne, big bro. Right. He came and then, you know, T came and then, uh, but like I said, it was, this was like, a two, three year courting before yeah. it even happened. Right, right, right. It, right. it wasn't like they came up and okay, no. Right. It was if people remember, I did a few chosen fuse before I was even a member, a member of the yeah. chosen few. So, yeah. and then with defected, how that came about is the person that used to manage K Alexi. And Craig Loftus, which was Mark Potts. Okay. Defected was looking for me to license God Made Me Funky. Okay. And nobody knew how to get in touch with me. That was at the time that I had lost the studio on Kenzie and moved back with my mom. Okay. So I was just like in the funk, man. I was right, right, trying right. to be hidden, one trying to be seen, one trying to be nothing. You right. Know? So got in touch with K Alexi and K Alexi got in touch with me, put me in touch with Mark. Mm-hmm. Me and Mark started having a conversation and ended up getting the record license over there. I still wasn't with Defected, right. but I did, you know, license the record to them. Okay. Then they asked me for another EP and I ended up doing the EP with them. I still wasn't with them. Right. When me and Mark put out uh, My House From All Angles. Right. And we put it out on More About Music. That's when I got approached. That's when we got approached by Luke Solomon. Okay. And Luke wanted the album for his imprint through Defected, which was classic. Which is record 
to which the label him and Derek Carter started at first, and right. then Derek got out of it, and it was just Luke Salt. So it ended up being Luke, and then when I finally got, they picked it up, and then I went to London and met everybody, Simon, and met. That's when I met Adrian, and then I met Luke and the rest of the crew that was there. And uh, so when we started, we we were courting. Right, right. They were courting. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't really, let's plug you into the system, Mike. You know what I'm saying? It, it wasn't that yet. Because right. I can remember asking Simon in the office. <laughs> I was just like, hey, bro, why you put me on no parties? Why, why ain't getting on no parties? Why you ain't did it? Right. And he was like, man, hey, so when I'm coming to play at Reynolds? Right, right, I was right. like, Riddles ain't what, <laughs> what you think it is, bro. <laughs> right. Man, I, I, I barely make a, a little bread over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Don't fly you. It's, no. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's, not, it's it, not that type of vibe, right? Right. But, you know, it looked, when people doing videos, it looked like it's, a, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it wasn't, you know, but it was my, my, little, my little child that, I love so much. So, no, that's good. That's good. But yeah, that's how the defected thing came. Okay. And then we ended up doing more and doing more. And you killing the game right now, Mike. That's man, what's going on, brother. Hey, bro. So much I'm, appreciated, man. I'm just trying to get by. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just saying, I want to give, just do where your flowers do right now while you stay here, man. I'm man. just saying, you're killing the game. I really appreciate this, man. Um, I want to know you travel all over the world. What makes Chicago different, man? It's us, man. We got a whole nother different type of swag. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like Chicago is just we 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 different. We <laughs> Puff always said that to me, man. It's like right. it's something that y'all, man, y'all one they think we crazy and I don't know what. Right. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. Two is just like, man, we got Chicago's like a mountain pot, man. Right. We, you know what I'm saying? We got we got a little bit of everything in us. And we and, and we it's just like gumbo. So we put all that together, man. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a whole different it's a whole different thing with us. You right, know? right, right. So do you ever talk to Puff still after you, you had to deal with him and everything? Do you no, no. I talk I comment on his pages and right, his right, posts right. and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Well, he'll come Puff, back to the house, you know man. He's going to come back. Saying? Puff doing this. <laughs> hey, look, I was trying to get the acapella to move on so I could do a little, because I seen he was trying to do a little right. contest with the Afro. and uh, nah, Right. And, uh, I was going to set him out right. <laughs> I was going to set you out right. <laughs> All right, Mike. So check this out. We're coming to the end. Name me your three top house records, and not the one you produce or, or written for, just three top all-time house records, Chicago house records. Not more. You know I'm not going to name mine because <laughs> I don't hardly even play my own stuff. <laughs> you don't play your stuff, but everybody else play your stuff. So Right. All right, I'm so give me, give me three, top three. Top three house records of all time. Yes, Chicago records of all time, yeah. Chicago yep. house records. Or not, you know what? Let's not make it Chicago. It's just top three of your, your top three records of all time, period. <sighs> Man. Uh, I, I, 
I, I, to narrow it down to three, I, I okay, let me, okay, let me, okay, so, okay, so, I would say, New Eureka Soul featuring, uh, featuring, uh, Jocelyn Brown. Okay. It's all right, I feel it. Nice. Uh, song for my brother because that was dear to me because of Armando. Right. So I would always play that. Okay. Because of Armando, you know. Right. And, uh, huh. I would, Ten City, it would, it would have to be Ten City. Uh, oh, what's what's the uh, that? Oh, I'm drawing a blank on superficial Ten people. Joint. Do you want? Uh, um, no, no, but okay. it, it's it's it's. How could it be my favorite? I'm forgetting. <laughs> right, you know y'all. So many records, man. No, no, it's. I was anything by when Marshall and Tent City was like Marshall and Byron and Lil B and Herb and all right. them was okay. Just, we, we, just, we, we just keep, right. smoking. All right, we keep that there. So now this the other question: Name one Chicago house record you wish you have done, based strictly on being creative and not sales, but a record that you was like, damn, I wish I did that record. Okay, so I'm gonna give you the story. <laughs> okay, Lil Lewis wanted to put out a record with me and Amando. Okay, and he came to a place that we used to call Jack's. It was a car wash on 89th and Ash. Right, and we used to do parties up in there. Right, and he brought this record by. And he wanted he wanted Mondo to play it, so he played it. And, I, and Mondo was like, "Man, we got to put this record out, man. Do this one, let's put this record out, man." Then and then he want to get it ringing out. So if y'all don't know, me and Mondo had three labels: well, the Warehouse Records, which was his, right? Dance Mother Records, which was mine, mm-hmm. and Music Records, which was the both of ours together. Right. So that was our three. Record labels that we was putting out through Barney, Barney's distributor. Right, and uh, I was like, "No, man! Oh, that record sucked, man! That, oh, that no, man! Who gonna play a record that slow down? Right, and then speed back up? Mm. Nobody gonna play that, no, man! So I talked Wanda around the night picking that record up. Wow, which was French Kids. Wow. Get and then the record just exploded. Oh my God. And Rondo looking at me, man. I told you, man. That's it. You weren't listening to me, man. I ain't listening to you no more. Wow, man. so French Kiss could have been on your label. Mm. Well, there you if have you it. look at the first, if you look at the the first releases, right. the first because it was if you look at the first run, only a few people had a first run. Right. My publishing company is on that record. Really? Never knew that. 
get out of here. That's because we, uh, right. you know what I'm saying? We, but, yeah. So, we, yeah, I messed up. All right, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right, brother. Everything happened I for a reason, up, man. man. <laughs> hey, I just want to say, Mike, thank you for being on the show, man. I appreciate you. I love you, brother. I love you too, uh, man. You're doing great things. Keep up the great work, man. Man. Hey, hey y'all, thank you for tuning in for everything house music and more. Um, check out the site. Check out Mike all the time on the website, social media. Y'all got Mike done. The real Mike, Mike done. done, y'all. And IG. I just send stuff over to Facebook. I, I don't mess with Facebook. Like, there you go. IG. All right, y'all. Brother, God bless you, man. Thank you. Bless you, Dan.